South Africa Airways and Kenya Airways signal for a joint pan-African airline. Could consolidation be the way forward for players in the aviation sector? Good morning, Africa. Welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ritha Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at The K Financial, and you can find me at Ritha Dong. Troubled national carriers South Africa Airways and Kenya Airways have signed a corporation agreement with a long-term view to create a pan-African airline group, the two companies said in a joint statement last week. This comes on the back of a turbulent year for the sector because of the COVID-19 pandemic. Outside Ethiopian Airlines, players in Africa's aviation industry have failed to make any profit over the past five years, citing a challenge the sector faced before the pandemic. So, could consolidation be the silver lining? Derek Nseko is a founder and publisher of Airspace Africa. He spoke to us on this and more regarding the sector. That's very interesting, this uh, new relationship uh, between SAA and KQ. And somewhat unexpected, given that uh, SAA is really just restarting operations. And uh, the fact is that the future of SAA in itself uh, is still very much uncertain. Uh, SAA uh, has not yet uh, even sealed the deal with uh, its prospective equity partner, the Takatsu Consortium. Uh, so there's still so many question marks around South African Airways. Uh, but the idea of, of having two giants of African aviation, or be, well, two former giants of the African continent in SAA and AKQ coming together to form uh, uh, or to get into some form of a JV is a great idea. We have one major big player on the African continent in Ethiopian Airlines, and uh, in itself, it has, it has come up with uh, a model of consolidation uh, as an airline group, uh, the Ethiopian Airlines group. Uh, so the idea of having another huge uh, airline on the African continent, which is exactly what uh, would, would come out of, uh, of a JV between South African Airways and Ethiopian Airways, uh, airlines is, is, is a very good idea. Uh, I mean, if you look at Europe and the United States, uh, both of those, uh, which are the biggest aviation markets in the world, they all have just about four extremely big uh, airline groups that are actually uh, operating on those continents. And these are the companies that are actually making money. In Europe, we have the Lufthansa Group, we have uh, Air France KLM, uh, we have IAG, which has uh, British Airways, uh, Iberia, and the like. And uh, of course, we have the low-cost airlines in Ryanair and EasyJet. You know, in the United States, all these airlines have, have, have become what they are now through consolidation. So consolidation, there's a huge case to make for consolidation. And the African continent, for our airlines to start making money, we need to leverage the potential of scale, you know, of economies of scale. And uh, Ethiopian Airlines uh, is in that, that place at this moment. It's, it's a very big uh, airline group. Uh, what we need is to have uh, three formal, uh, perhaps regional airline groups operating on the African continent. I think this is how the African continent is going to get into a place where our airlines are making money. So the idea of uh, SAA and Kenya is coming together is great for the aviation sector in Africa, but uh, only time will tell what will happen because uh, uh, there's really nothing more than just words at the moment. Smaller players like Skylink have been cited as potential beneficiaries from the crisis and could lead a new wave of privately owned airlines on the continent. 
Is it safe to assume that this will lead to new players in the sector? You know, when it comes to the small uh, aviation players on the continent, uh, I, I would like to think that you're actually asking me about the private players on the continent because uh, it is those players that tend to be a little bit smaller. African aviation industry is actually very fragmented. Uh, we, we have too many players on the continent, uh, but the private players especially uh, are the ones that are keeping the bottom line on the continent in the positive because they are the ones that are making money. They're the ones that are running this business the way that it should. Uh, the COVID pandemic uh, has woken all of us up. I think what it has really done is woken us up to the fact that we need to change the way we do business. You know, we need to revise our business models and uh, private players and even some of the smaller players that you are alluding to are the ones that are leading the charge uh, towards uh, the new normal of what uh, aviation should look like and how we should do business uh, in this new post-pandemic world of the African continent. Uh, the pandemic has created an opportunity in the sense that uh, the established players, uh, our national airlines, they're more open to working together uh, with other players on the aviation landscape. You know, uh, our, our national airlines tend to be, uh, to have models that are beyond the region, that are intercontinental. And the smaller players have a huge part to, to play because uh, the, the national airlines, uh, for them to have thriving intercontinental operations, they need to work together with the small players uh, and to look at them as feeders, you know, to feed traffic into their hubs uh, that they can then take on uh, to their uh, to their intercontinental, to their uh, destinations uh, overseas and uh, in Europe and the United States and the like. Uh, so the opportunity is there, but the opportunity lies in, uh, in cooperation across the board. In going against the tide, Randair, Uganda Airlines and Air Tanzania have announced new international routes recently. Why are these carriers swimming against the tide? So it's not just Randair and Uganda Airlines that are opening up new routes. It's, it's really airlines across the board in Africa and even beyond Africa that are starting to open up new routes. Uh, I think we're seeing airlines uh, even get into new markets that uh, they previously did not fly to. Uh, Uganda Airlines itself has, has just launched intercontinental operations. They, they launched their Dubai uh, services on the 4th of, of October. And uh, there's airlines across uh, Africa uh, that are expanding. They are starting to uh, expand their operations uh, in the region and beyond. Uh, I think uh, it's a balancing act at the moment. Uh, you know, uh, it's it's really about balancing capacity and demand because uh, capacity keeps on changing. And airlines, what what this uh, COVID period has really taught us is that airlines need to be uh, more agile, so much more agile, and they need to be able to react quickly to a changing landscape. And uh, this is what airlines are doing now as the environment. And, you know, as, as the demand around travel changes, they change with it and they deploy capacity as is required. Uh, but then there's also a question of, uh, you know, do I wait for the capacity to come and, uh, and uh, do I wait for the demand to come and then I deploy capacity or can I deploy capacity in anticipation 
of demand. And some airlines are doing that because uh, in certain markets, it's important uh, to grab your market share. You know, there is that fight for the market share as well. And airlines have, have, have to also play that game. Uh, so uh, are they swimming against the tide? In a way, they are because, uh, you know, travel is still experiencing uh, the all-time lows uh, that we had even in 2020. And uh, we still have a long way to go. Uh, but uh, I think uh, uh, the decision is really a balancing act between capacity and demand at the moment. That was Derek Nseko, a founder and publisher of Airspace Africa. The top UN court yesterday ruled largely in favor of Somalia in its dispute with Kenya, setting a sea boundary in part of the Indian Ocean believed to be rich in oil and gas. A new boundary drawn by the International Court of Justice mostly followed a line proposed by Somalia, attributing it to several offshore oil blocks claimed by Kenya. According to Judge John Donohue, the revised maritime border along the exclusive economic zones for the continental shelves of Somalia and Kenya achieves an equitable solution. And a look at our markets. Yesterday's trading session remained quiet as there's no transaction recorded both on the fixed income and on the equities market on the Rwanda Stock Exchange. The RSI and All Shares Index remain constant to close at 103.88 and 145.95 respectively. On the Nairobi Stock Exchange, there was good news for investors in the financial institutions as majority made a rally in the wake of impending earnings announcements. Bank of Kigali, cross-listed, was the biggest move of the day, with Housing Finance Bank, CIC Insurance, and Sanom, the other majority gainers. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K-Financial. And if you have any suggestions or you want to check out more stories, visit our website. That is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K-Financial. And you can find me on Twitter at Rithadon. 